one. And we're here. We back. Hello. Ooh, child. Mm, That's how I've been feeling lately. Lately, you know, things have been very much given white refrigerator. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I know I don't like that aesthetic. (laughs) It's another way of saying it's not given what it needs to give. Because white refrigerators are high-key tacky. Very much tacky. And it's another word, but it's a word I'm trying to stop saying. What? That begins with G and Uh, O. Just say uh, trailer. That's what me and my homegirl be saying now. Oh, I like that. It's real trailer. Things have been kind of trailer lately. Just seems like just a lot going on per usual. I mean, I'm in a good space. Right. You know? I'm in. Personally. Individually. I've actually made some strides. Like, I will honestly say I'm the happiest that I have ever been in a while. I'm so grateful to hear that, honestly. You know? Because we deserve. Sorry, y'all. I'm a gassy girl. Oh, no. I like the fact that I can send you messages on this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Emotionally Unavailable, a wine-influenced, uncensored podcast where you're free to be you and I'm free to be me. Emotionally. These are our own and do not reflect those of our employers. Things said on this podcast are subject to change based on new and relevant information. You know what that's called? Growth. Hit me with your eyes. I never seen like But um, whoo child, it's been a minute. I'm it really that has. We're back. Me too. We're it here feels twins. like it's giving. Uh, it's giving consistency yes it's giving <laughs> intentions stability which is what we said that we were trying to give and so i am so excited that we are doing what needs to be done the necessary work no really though i can't wait to get to the part where we do life updates so i can tell you about my life and the my things life, that i've life, been life, life. attempting to do um, in the sunshine in Atlanta I really like that song me too like I, I really it just it sparks joy it's between that one and um oh lord ding, ding. that's summertime summer summer summertime no there's a song before it that came out before summertime the original really I'm, yes I'm gonna send it to you it's okay fire Honestly. Okay, I need to listen to that. And then um, Lovely Day is, has also been my <laughs> my jam lately. A lovely day. Lovely, lovely day. Lovely day. day. Lovely, lovely day. Lovely day. I'm like, you know, I, how can I have a bad day when, when you, you are listen here? to, what's his name? Bill Weathers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, his last name was Weathers. That's funny. And the fact that um, Kirk Franklin sampled "Lovely Day," yes, 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 exactly. So I need to um, 
I need to put, I mean, I need to make like a morning playlist, something Ooh, that just has the, the right vibes and the sunshine and something that I can listen to in the morning. Really, I need to hit up Michelle and and get her to do a mix. Shout out to DJ Mickey. What's, what do they, what do y'all call her? Shelly Shell or something? DJ Shelly Shell. I like yes. to call her DJ Mickey. I, I just feel like her last two mix, mixed. I don't want to say mixtapes, but I guess mixes, mixes. Um, have been so dope. Like they have the first one I, I used to clean my house. The second one I was in the house and I was just like, I really want to I want to dance because I know if I go out, people don't dance no more. So I was like, let me just put this on and, and get my little twerk on or whatever. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm going to R&B only. Yes. So, when is that? Tomorrow night. Okay. Miss That's Nika litty. is getting out of the house, honey. Yes, honey. Gonna find you a little ting at R and B only. Exactly. You know, I'm weak at the fact that we we low key look like cousins with with this with the hair. butterfly locks. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's- I keep getting carded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's giving young it's giving it fountain is. of the youth show is. and that's <laughs> all right that's fine it is okay okay i know this is like a long intro but we just kind of just didn't want to just dive just straight up come in hot because we got some some topics that's like all over the place but Ew. stuff that's necessary to talk about and some stuff you know in true emotional unavailability um I just had a brain zap. Like, I don't even know what I was saying. No, you were on the right tip. This is our Just the Sip pop culture tea segment. Perfect. We're bringing back politics this week because y'all's world leaders have been acting up. Yes. The first topic... I know a little bit about and then I'm going to if you know a little bit more about it, I'm just going to ask that you kind of like school mm-hmm. me. But I know the basics, which is there was an earthquake in Haiti. Yeah, um, it was a major earthquake, 7.2 magnitude, which is bad. Awful. <laughs> and it hit southern Haiti at 830 local time on August 14th. And so far... It has been approximately um, almost 2,200 people dead and then thousands more missing. So this is awful. I also want to highlight the fact that the council from the UN who established, who has established the sustainable development goals, like there's a, they have a council that they implemented who came out with a report. I want to say it was, two or three weeks ago now where essentially the council was like yeah we actually haven't done shit to help our planet and make sure that we can sustain life here on earth and we don't have much longer uh before it's gonna get detrimental to humankind so like all of that bullshit y'all was talking about with like trying to reach zero waste in 2050 and climate change is not real and all of that you're actually wrong we're late this is we are very we are very tardy 
yeah. to the party. So I just think like that puts a lot of this in perspective because this is not the first detrimental, like seriously devastating earthquake that Haiti has had. Um, obviously, like I don't remember what year it was that they had that earthquake, but there's been quite a few for them. Not to mention that there's just like a whole bunch of infrastructure that has been lost in that country, both due to the destabilization by the French, as well as them just trying to get back on their feet as a country and like that whole socio-political history. But I just wanted to shed light on that because like all of these different things that are happening with climate change, like natural disasters are bound to happen more frequently because of the effects in our atmosphere and the fact that we are not paying attention to how much we're contributing to greenhouse gases. And when I say we, I mainly mean corporations. So I just want to highlight that while we're talking about it because this is devastating and there was also earthquake in like Alaska, I believe. Like there are all these things happening and people are still climate change deniers. And I'm like, I don't know how much more proof you need. I guess you need to like actually live in the area where people are people are losing their lives. I guess that's what needs to happen. But it's ridiculous. There was once a, t- once a time where like, you know, you study things in school, but when you don't live in a place that has a high risk of it happening, you don't really pay attention. Um, I remember when I moved to Seattle and I toured and I'm, I'm sure you've been underground Seattle. And the notion is like, they created this underground Seattle because there mm-hmm. was a massive earthquake and they essentially just built the city on top of the rubble from the earthquake. And so yes. I, when I heard that, and then like my manager used to say like the Pacific Northwest is like overdue for like a massive earthquake, like within the next 50 years yep. that will completely like destabilize Seattle. The entire Seattle. Yes. Um, And so like kind of being on guard, there was one earth there was a one earthquake it wasn't like a very large magnitude but the ground was definitely shaking um when i lived out there i think it was maybe either year one or year two there i'm not sure if you were there yet um and i was just like oh hell no i'm not trying to be no scientific experiment like i don't have time for this Mm -mm. (laughs) um but it just made it very real i remember how i felt when it was shaking like i was like damn like this there's nothing that i could do to fix or safeguard myself from this right like so I can only imagine like especially seeing that Haitian citizens and residents are not confident in their leadership to get like supplies and food and stuff like that to them like I just saw an article in the New York Post about that and I think it was the New York Times I think we canceled the New York Post is one of those (laughs) publications that try to get you to pay in order to read. I read half the article and then right when I got to the paywall, I just exited out because why should I have to pay you to know what's going on in the world? Um, But thoughts and prayers go out 
to anyone impacted, anyone whose family is impacted by this, because I know it's scary. Like, Mm -hmm. it's scary and it's doubly scary because it's like, damn, how do you rebuild from this? Yeah. And a lot of people... I'm I'm not sure what the situation is in Haiti in terms of like disaster recovery or disaster management. Um, but I just feel like we are as a whole, like humans in general, are just not very prepared for like what's to come of all of these disasters that are on the horizon. So I am very much not prepared for natural disasters and the whole Texas storm proved to me that I am not I I'm not good under pressure Mm-mm. um so I've been thinking about do I need to take like one of those survival classes mm-hmm. where they take you out in the woods and they teach you how to make fire and stuff but I would need somebody black to go um to that with me because I ain't about to go in the woods Listen, with people and have they got teach me. groups I feel like for that yeah i'm gonna make i'm gonna make some of my some of my atlanta friends go i'm mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna do that's a good thing to do take a survival class i'm supposed to be doing 30 it. new things before i turn 30 anyway Uh-oh. so i can just add that to my to my little list or whatever but yeah i think that's important um do you know of any mutual aid uh yes i can probably find some Okay, so we'll put it in the show notes, but whoever's listening to this, do not donate to the Red Cross. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just don't. (laughs) It's just not, that's not where it's at. No, just don't. Um, Usually, yeah, oh no, I'm yeah, I was just yeah. We don't even gotta go into detail. Just don't. We all know why. If if you don't know why. Just go it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll <laughs> pop up. <laughs> like I think there was a um I don't know if it was an earthquake, but it was another natural disaster that happened in Haiti. Um, and one of those mainstream funds was supposed to help rebuild. And I think they ended up building like twelve houses. I believe it. Cause and they yeah. they, they they like when you talk up about so like so much money. Yeah. That's like when you talk about value of disaster recovery and like what is actually needed to implement infrastructure and how it's sorely undervalued in countries that are considered the global south. Anyway, I could go on that for days, but the point is usually it's better to just donate to organizations that are actually on the ground in the country or yeah. community. Um, that is experiencing disenfranchisement or whatever you want to call it because Mm -hmm. that means that it's going directly to folks who need it and not through all of these hangups around policy and trying to give aid and also pay out rich nonprofit CEOs. Yeah, because it also like a lot of your donations go to the operating budget and then after they finish paying all of that out then they like okay we'll go build some houses now and that's mm-hmm. not that's not how emergency aid should work right. um but okay like the next topic i wanted to just like cover because i have not been watching the news and you know i'm a news girl i'm a cnn girl i'm a politico and mm-hmm. For the last two months, I have not watched the news. Like, 
I kind of have just your mental health. Yeah, I've just kind of been in the dark. People have been saying things to me in passing. Um, You know, I'm in a transition right now, so I really haven't been involved in many crises at work. So I kept hearing people discuss Afghanistan and I was super confused until I called my mom. She was said, I'm just I'm watching President Biden speak and I'm just very frustrated listening to this right now. And I was like, well, what's going on? And she was just like talking to me, kind of how she felt as a veteran. Right. And like as a veteran, having so many people that she loved um, go over to Afghanistan and lose their lives Mm -hmm. um, in the pursuit of whatever it is that America said we're going over there. I'm going to say oil. I'm going to say profit. I'm going to say greed. Mm -hmm. They're going to say um, Afghan freedom and trying to Mm -mm. mitigate terrorism, right? So after 20 years, more than 6,000 American lives lost in over a thousand a hundred thousand afghan lives lost um and more than two trillion dollars spent by the united states government on this war i'm gonna say that one more time because those numbers are wild 20 years six thousand american lives a hundred thousand afghan lives two trillion dollars spent by the u.s Mm-mm. After all of that, all of that time, all of those lives, all of that money, Afghanistan has been taken over again by the Taliban. So it's interesting because the U.S. Department of Defense and our defense officials estimated that Kabul would fall within 90 days and it only took 10. mm that's crazy. So I immediately went to like the how. And there's articles that say like, oh, you know, a more powerful Taliban, cultural differences, time to strategically plan. Like, but one thing I won't forget is just like, I, I kind of, once I got the gist of what was going on and somebody told me that Kabul, that Kabul which is the capital of Afghanistan, for those who may not know, um, fell, I was just like, wait, what? So I just, you know, spent maybe 15 minutes scrolling and reading articles just so I can get the gist of what's going on. Because, like, that is something massive that I didn't even realize was happening because I was just kind of caught up in my own world and rewatching Charmed. Minding my own business. And um, I saw some videos of like Afghan citizens trying to flee, like with nothing, like just trying to leave, trying to get to the airport. There were some that were literally like clinging on to the plane, clinging on to the plane. They were saying that on the news, falling to their death. And falling out of the sky to their deaths because they were like, I'd rather try to get as far away on this plane than to stay here under Taliban rule because I don't know if they're going to, what's going to happen and what my future is going to look like. Um, And so, yeah, like some, some Afghan citizens 
fear that there might be revenge attacks that might be carried out against them, um, particularly mm-hmm. those who worked with the United States uh, Americans or the government. Because, I mean, it's very simple. Like we went in, um, we invaded, and then we imposed our way of life onto that country that being democratic elections that being women being able to go to school like a lot of our way of life we influenced upon them including Mm -hmm. elections as well so given the taliban taliban is back in power those who assisted in you know ushering in this new wave of democracy within afghanistan are afraid for their lives and rightfully so rightfully so it's like you had this bright idea you told us to work towards this bright idea um and we did it now you're gone who's gonna protect us you know um so it's just weird um i've been talking to some colleagues i've been talking to a lot of veterans just because I, I just have a lot of veterans in my circle and I'm sure you do Same. too. Um, and a lot of people are just frustrated because like they had, they put their lives on the line just for this to fall so quickly. This doesn't really happen that much in a lifetime. In our lifetime, we saw this war begin, this war end and the country destabilize. Yeah. That That's doesn't crazy happen often. As hell. Yeah. So just one thing I wanted to note. Um, one thing that people are extremely sensitive and, and fearful of is whether or not the Taliban um, will we will reimpose Islamic law in some of the stricter um, parts of Islamic law where Women were barred um, from attending school and working outside the home and had to have male escorts um, if they were going to leave the home. Um, But since taking over, and this came from an article, I was like, are y'all interviewing the Taliban? I'm very confused. But um, since taking over, the Taliban has promised to respect women's rights, forgive those who fought against them and prevent Afghanistan from being used as a base for terrorist attacks. A lot of people are skeptical because they're just like, okay, we know what you're capable of. We know what you did before. Um, But as of today, which is August 20th, as I'm speaking, in the last 24 hours, the United States has evacuated 2000 people um, by way of the airport um, there. And so far 12,000 have been evacuated since the end of July. So this is an ongoing story. This is an ongoing situation. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, I am, I'm just at awe. Like I'm at a loss for words. Thought my thoughts and prayers go out to those impacted by this, whether you're a veteran um, who is contemplating whether their service was worth it mm-hmm. um, or mourning the loss of someone that you have lost in your life. And you're just like, well, what was this all for um or whether you're just tired of of seeing a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff that happens due to the United States meddling in other people's business um however you fall or wherever you fall on the spectrum of this this is a sad situation all around it really is I mean it's sad but at the same time I think I do kind of 
I think I do see the strategy and policy um, and in Biden passing this down. I think that we never should have been there in the first place personally. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a sentiment that was definitely prevalent uh, when George Bush first made the decision to send troops there. Yeah. And I think it's just crazy how long the history with Afghanistan has been and what the relationship between the U.S. and Afghanistan, or I guess the Taliban in particular, has looked like um, over the years. I mean, this is like a majority of my lifetime that this tumultuous relationship has been going on and it's because like as some people know like war is the thing that fuels countries economies most of the time and especially a powerhouse like the united states like you know like (laughs) there were a lot of people i think they call it warmongering but, yeah. you know, like in 2001, after the attacks on the World Trade Center, like that was something that people were really gung ho about. And I think that was like the icing on the cake, though, because there are all these things. I think that the government, especially because we had been run by a Republican for like two terms and whatever, um, I think that they were searching for something, honestly, to give us an excuse to be able to go over there. And like I said earlier, like a lot of it was driven by oil, too, because, again, Mm -hmm. economy, economic growth and like natural resources, not mm -hmm. even just oil, minerals. Yeah, I even saw this the story flip in American media from, oh, my gosh, the women, the children, they won't be able to go to school. Within three days, they immediately started talking about how rich Afghanistan is in in natural resources Mm -hmm. and oil and minerals. And I was just like. And we've stripped them. And that's the thing, too, because it's like we will America as a whole, like our government will decide that we will go into other countries to take resources from those countries, much like a lot of European strongholds as well, that will go in um, and take resources from these countries and not allow them to enter the economy in the same way by, you know, like not paying the value that they see for these resources. So that's why you have a continent like Africa that has been stripped of resources for so long and a lot of countries within that continent that have been destabilized because these strongholds have gone in and essentially taken these resources without giving them their due. And so now these countries are considered third world, quote unquote, and, oh, there's poor and stuff like that. And it's like, well, why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that people are afraid for their lives in Afghanistan right now? You've destabilized their government. You've turned it upside down for them. Um, and you haven't done it in, like, that community resilience is not present. That ability for these countries to build themselves up and actually take the time to restore what is needed, that wasn't given to them. Um, And so, of course, like after the troops being there for 20 years and abruptly being taken out, you know, it's going to have negative effects, especially when you've empowered this like terroristic, honestly, 
driven government for exactly. so long. And, and I think it's the 20 years for me. Like I was nine you know, when we started this war. I remember I was nine when we started this war. Like I remember um, my cousins getting deployed over to Iraq and Afghanistan and being terrified because just the death yes. count was so high at the time. Like um, I remember I mean, they seeing have movies how my about co- this shit. Yeah, I remember seeing how my cousins came back from war and how they haven't quite bounced back from seeing so much loss like and so I've been checking in on them just because like I understand that they've seen and you know you come from a military family like they saw so much over there and then for the cause or whatever it is that they were over there doing like to (laughs) be this catastrophic they're calling this like the worst foreign policy failure Mm. in modern day history like, that's if I remember surprising. correctly, that's kind of like how CNN and other um, news outlets were framing it. So that's a lot. Um, but just wanted to talk about it because it's necessary. Um, right. And if you're any anything like me, you haven't been paying attention to the news, you, you didn't understand how bad it is or the nuance there. So um, our thoughts and prayers are going out to all those impacted because this really is a a tough situation um and there's no way to like transition into the next thing so i'm gonna <laughs> just say politics is done and mm-hmm. we're gonna go into the just a sip part which is more of the pop culture piece um on a lighter note holly weird don't bathe <laughs> this all started because ashton kutcher and mila kunas decided <laughs> That they wanted to let some out news outlet know that they don't bathe their children unless they see dirt on them. See dirt. <laughs> Do you know how dirty children can get? Do you know how still? Let me tell you something. There is one thing that is consistent when dealing with children. And you know I don't deal, deal with children often. <laughs> their hands are always sticky. Always. Ooh, I don't know. And they never know. it on your face. Mm, and I'm just like, they ooh, want to why? touch you. Why? And I feel like most kids, I feel like most kids, their love language would be physical touch. They be no, literally. They be wanting to get picked up. Then they touch you. And you like, how are you sticky? What did you touch? Like, okay. what are you doing? So Licking their mm. hands. Hands and fingers. Oh, child. I don't know how to do it if I ever do it. Anyway, yeah, they told some news outlets that they don't bathe their children unless, you know, they see the dirt. And so some other people like Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell and Coco Austin and Brad Pitt and a whole lot of folks. Uh, Terry Crews even like in. came out and talked Bruh. about it a little bit. I'm and it's so like, tired of him. Who asked you? Actually, Nobody who asked you. Nobody. <laughs> this man came in on the one hand, on the one spectrum. You had Aquaman, aka that fine ass Jason Momoa, mm. who was like, I actually do bathe. Uh, I actually bathe three times a day. So thank you. I needed that because <laughs> I was just like, please, please don't. Okay, because- him and Lisa Bonet, they got it. Okay, they got I- it. I mean, I should have known. Though. Okay, known. we don't play like too. that. We don't play like that. We bathe. Uh-uh. We on bae. the other side of the spectrum, you got <sighs> tap dancing Terry Crews, mm. who thought that somebody cared about his opinion. He was like, "Well, you know, I feel the same way. I feel like you don't really have to bathe every day." Okay, I don't bathe unless I. He said, "If you're not sweaty, 
You don't need to bathe. I'm like, so y'all just walking around musty. And related, on a related note, (laughs) somebody told me that Rihanna's, somebody said that Rihanna's new scent smells like baby Baby powder. powder. Yeah. Okay, right? And everybody's always saying, oh, Rihanna smells so good. Like, you'll hear. She even posted reels of celebrities just being like, Rihanna smells amazing. Oh, my gosh. And so now I'm sitting here wondering, like, what do y'all think smells good? Because baby powder to me smells like you bathe. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's so. not wearing that that <laughs> fragrance. That fragrance is new. Her signature fragrance is right. Love Don't Be Shy by Killian. Oh. I know it because I have it in my collection. It's okay. very expensive. And oh. she has that's her signature scent. I didn't even know. I smelled it in and I think I was either in Neiman's or Nordstrom, but I smelled it and I was just like, I, I this is <laughs> I'm taking it home with me. All I'm saying um, is these celebrities talking about Rihanna smells good. And I'm sitting here wondering if she just smells like a normal person who showers every day. And y'all just don't bathe. And you just don't know what smells good outside of must. That is a good point. I'm sure she smells amazing, though. But I'm sure she does. I just that's a good point especially I'm like you got all that money and you don't bathe so and they have and they always have the most like decked out bathrooms Truly. I know the bathroom just, just sitting there looking at them like so <laughs> you don't you're go not going we just here for decoration babe today I'm a decorative pillow like and like my issue also is that folks be like oh it's sustainable and I'm no. like don't put that on the sustainability community, please. As Mm-mm. somebody who is part of that community, we still bathe. That don't mean yeah. we take 45-minute showers necessarily. I get pruny after that, to be honest with you. But that's just me. Yeah. But I will say we still bathe. And yeah. I don't think y'all should put it on us that we trying to conserve water. You can still conserve water and still make sure that you are clean. Conserve water by getting a waterfall shower and taking a shower with you your partner. You know what I'm saying? Like, an eco-friendly shower head, you know. Don't take long, long showers like I do. Um, and then my <laughs> my place just like upped my water temperature. So Ooh. I really can't. Yeah, because a hot shower, let me tell you something. It's I my favorite. Shower it. time or taking a bath, that's my favorite time of the day. So I don't understand. <laughs> like, I enjoy that more than eating. Like, I just I just love getting in the shower. That's my thing. I have a whole ambiance. I have a nightlight, so I cut okay. the lights off. Yes. It's a whole thing. It's a whole experience. Okay, so, an experience. You got to create exactly. that for yourself. You know, I got the eucalyptus in my shower. Period. You know? I, so I'm just like, I'm excited to bathe. But I, but y'all, <laughs> y'all be over here like, if I don't see the dirt, see? You don't know how dirty you got to be to you see dirt to on see you. see the dirt. I'm like, um, I don't want to get to that point personally. And as much as you exfoliate, you know, you don't get it off because. Like dead skin cells, y'all? Yeah, because you took me. I mean, we went. When was that? To the like Korean Earlier spa. this year. Yes. We went to the Korean spa. And they be my scrubbing, first time honey. Getting a body scrub at the Korean Listen. spa. I looked and I was like, and I exfoliate three times a week. And I. Nah, they be getting. Exfoli- they be digging in, you know. I was digging like. Digging deep. Oh, 
am I filthy? Mm. <laughs> like, mm, mm, I, mm. like, oh my goodness. So I'm so I know if they went to the Korean spa, they would just <laughs> Oh, that's nasty. They, they would got, have to shut the place listen, down. Whenever I think <laughs> of people who don't bathe properly, I'm just like, so when y'all do get in the tub, it just be rings of dirt. Rings of dirt, and then they probably get out get out the tub and don't cut on the shower head and rinse off. Ooh. No. Or they don't not wash their face. I'm not with it. There is a infographic that I have been seeing circle and it said in the name of it is How to Bathe Like a Black Person. I think it's a book. I think it's Ooh. a um infographic book that shows you how to properly bathe. Um Listen, I it's a woman young woman on TikTok that gave a tutorial about how to bathe. And yes. she did it very well. Yes. Young black woman. Yes. Step by step. Mm-hmm. She did each body part. Okay. She even did one for the kids. Somebody asked her to do one for the babies. And she did it very well. I'm like, I'm finishing this to my sister to show my nieces. Okay. And she did it in a way that wasn't like rude yeah because let's be real there's some people that don't know just because of their living situation some right. people don't have parents that teach them things some people don't you know just yes. circumstance it's so i'm lot. not shaming shaming those people i am shaming these celebrities that are multi-millionaires <laughs> who don't bathe like i'm sorry there's nothing that you can do to justify you not bathing and you're rich Mm-mm. your bathroom has a bathroom Imagine your shower being a decorative object. Oh, uh, I can't imagine and don't want to. Can't relate. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, Other things I, on the docket. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, don't stand near them. They nasty. I'm they don't bathe. Um, the next thing, J.R. Smith is going back to college. He enrolled at hey. A&T. Hey, and I thought it was a joke at first. I saw like people talking about it. Like everybody was like, "Oh, wait till Jr. Smith come to Jiho. Wait till Jr. Smith come to Jiho." And then I actually saw like him with some A and T nail on, and he was like Aggie Pride. I was like, "Hold up, I'm confused. Big What's purr. happening here?" I'm with so, it. So finally like he posted on his story on monday because it was the first day of classes and he posted him at his little laptop some some first day of class so yeah shout outs to him i love that that is awesome i love that i love to see people go back to school I, and i'm not even just saying it because it's my hbcu but y'all know how i am by auntie <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah like that's exciting like so shout outs to him i mean he's a multimillionaire, but like shout outs to him for seeing the value and going back and getting the education and also like going out his way to choose to go to an hbcu there's value in that mm-hmm. um, and that's that sends a message to people who who know him so show welcome to the aggie family that's that's what's up yes the last thing i wanted to talk about which is like really important to me um just because it's you know it's important like moderna (laughs) is starting human trials for its hiv vaccine it'll be the first of its kind to use mrna um which was used in its effective COVID-19 vaccine Mm. so clinical trials are expected to end in spring 2023 and I kept seeing people say oh they just now doing it why couldn't why is it 2023 when they were able to push the COVID vaccine blah 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 I'm like (laughs) y'all the COVID vaccine (laughs) was approved for emergency use 
Yes. Emergency use. They had all types of people. This was the first time the scientific community had this much funding, this much manpower, and th- these this many resources across the world, the okay. global community, in order to push this out because of the amount of people that were dying at the beginning of this pandemic. It took this pandemic for them to be able to have the funding for the research that they have right now for this HIV vaccine. So, like, I just want to say, imagine where we would be as a society if science was properly funded and people actually did the research and understood clinical trials, understood um, effectiveness, understood what a vaccine is supposed to do and that a vaccine is not a cure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm getting to a point where I'm beginning to assume that people are committed to misunderstanding that information. Um, And also, like, I am not going to assume that the education that I I got is education that other people have, even if we were in the same situation. Because I believe education starts at home. And I was privileged enough to have parents who actually, like, explained things to me and made me read and, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Some of y'all, and some of y'all have big degrees. Big jobs. Big jobs. Making big money. money. And some of y'all are big dumb. Because mm-hmm. y'all say things that just don't make sense and it's straight up misinformation. It's easy to say, hey, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with this vaccine. I don't feel comfortable, so I'm not going to do it. It's another thing to then spread a bunch of misinfo and say something don't feel right in your spirit, but you're not really saying, like, what about it? Like, if, if somebody is asking like okay what about it you can say it was rush you can say i just really don't know if i feel comfortable doing that or there's so much that we don't know those Mm -hmm. are all acceptable situations for you wear your mask and stay away from people it's that simple but like it's not hard to go out your way and do all of this and then when people are very excited at the fact that they were able to utilize similar mechanisms in order to try to combat the situation that is HIV like don't throw shade at that these these are scientific breakthroughs this is actually really really great like if you don't feel comfortable you don't have to do it for real but there's a lot of people who still are suffering from hiv even though it's not a death sentence now it's still something that's very prevalent and so i'm not sure why you would be opposed to more people being able to survive um this thing that used to be a death sentence right away yeah it was its own pandemic yeah or rather epidemic which one is it? epidemic it yeah. was it was it was bad like it was it was it was bad. awful and it wasn't that long ago and so for them to be able you know 30 some years later to be able to start trials on something like this is amazing and a breakthrough and honestly like people bringing up conspiracy theories about oh they already have the cure and blah blah, blah. i'm just like regardless of whether there's truth to that or not it's still being it's still going to be marketed to the masses and I think that's what I'm most 
interested in making sure that people have the ability to access this. Now, we can talk about Big Pharma and the prices that they set and the valuation of these drugs um, and vaccines and different things that are supposed to help people's health later. But for Mm -hmm. now, I will take this one. Yeah, same. Okay, uncorked. I just want to know why y'all are so obsessed with Hennessy. <laughs> I want to know too because that shit is not good. It's not good. There's like so many other liquors and whiskeys and <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. What is it about Hennessy? Like it's not black owned. You know, I'm just it's not black owned. So it's many literally cognacs. It's literally owned by <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Moet Hennessy, like it's it tastes like that. That's dirty the water. parent company. It tastes, it literally tastes like dirty water. Like I don't, <laughs> with a little kick to it because it's alcohol. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So okay, to the most ratchet and you put shit. it in everything. I remember <laughs> I went on a cabin trip one time, and like I went to go eat the eat French toast. Somebody was like, "There's henny in that." Uh uh-uh. uh. I went to go. Y'all eat know some, y'all like, wrong. It's henny in that. It's henny in that. Like <laughs> so, did y'all just put henny in everything? They put henny in the eggs, girl. Mm. In the eggs. No, they. So didn't. I just don't. No. I just yes. I just want to know like what is up with y'all and henny. Okay, so this is where it's coming from. <laughs> this scammer chef. I'm not gonna say no, his name because. He ain't go, he ain't go sue my ass, but he oh, has been scamming for a minute. He even had a, a a little situation where he would fix your credit. Like he's a scammer in true Atlanta fashion. Um, but he has these dining experiences where he goes city to city and he cooks these seven course meals with stolen recipes that he got from other Instagram <laughs> shows. Okay. Um, and I think these people are paying like $230 oh, a yes, plate. They are. Yes, they are. It's very expensive um, for what you're getting. Yeah. Like, no. Here is so it's so, a lot of cholesterol and yes. pre-diabetes. Mm-hmm. So here's the gag. Okay. This was his a, birthday meal too, right? Yes, and it included fried buttermilk fried salmon. I have never fried the salmon. I don't My want clogged here in that. Yes, over roasted sweet potatoes with smoked Hennessy grits. Why? <laughs> Why we got put Henny and grits? What? Okay, now I'm a true grits. We're both grits. That's mm-hmm. girls raised in the South. We are grits. Okay. Um, please explain to me what a smoked Hennessy grit is. I ain't never even heard of a smoked grit. Maybe, maybe that's the upper echelon grit. It's like, mm-hmm. is that the final grit before you get to polenta? No, like, no, ma'am. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. Help no, me, ma'am. Like, um, I've never heard of a smoked grit before. Um, let alone the Hennessy grit. I'm gonna need for y'all to get some chill. I just want us to. I've heard of smoked cold. Gouda grits. Yes, I've had that. Okay, yes, yes, but I like, had that. There was no cheese involved, and I'm concerned. So you're there's smoking. no cheese in these grits you... that I know of. <laughs> Smoke Hennessy grits, like so. I'm like, oh, you're smoking the Hennessy and then pouring it. 
using it the, as the base of the grits instead disgusting. of oh. i'm sorry that's disgusting <laughs> bruh that so is instead of like instead of like milk or broth or water i don't know who put water in grits but that's another <laughs> yeah. whatever instead of that like you you using any hennessy Y'all niggas is weird, uh-uh. and y'all know I don't. I don't use it. Y'all don't use them words that often on the show. But I uh uh-uh. uh don't defile grits <laughs> like that. I feel really. Mm. You know what it's giving? It's very much giving. I'm not my ancestors. I'll nuck uh-uh. if you buck. It's I'll very n- much giving. <laughs> nuck if you brunch. It's very nuck much giving brunch, brunch boo. Please. That's what it's giving. Oh my god! It's giving true kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Listen, the Duce, I the Duce slushies and the Duce the Duce slushies. Okay, there are so they many places like that. They probably don't pick up any grits. I know mm. it's really tragic. Okay, listen, and no shade to this person because I know they listen sometimes. But I remember talking to somebody and they were like. I was like suggesting like, oh, we could go this place or that place on a little trip or whatever. It was like, nah, why would I do that? I was like, I thought you wanted to go to brunch and shit. That person was like, nah, I'm gonna just go to brunch in Atlanta. They be lit. I'm like, you, so out of all the places you can brunch, you want to go in Atlanta? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a foodie and Ooh, the brunch here is not giving what it's supposed to give everything is fried every like i, I just don't see the culinary lord yeah we just have a way our people have a ways to go i don't know how long this gonna be a thing for me child because it is <laughs> i can't see. do it i don't know about this one i'm gonna realize shit i'll even go back to see i don't fucking with this shit mm, like. listen so that's um, on the trailer black side what's on the trailer white side of woo chow bama rush tiktok okay i am weak <laughs> i kept asking toby if she knew what this was and she kept saying no but y'all no. know i'm young <laughs> i'm hip i'm hip, cool honey. i'll okay. be on the tiktok with the, with the gen z's i'll be on the tiki talkie so i know the t so here it go so the whites when they pledge their sororities they come to school before school start and go through like a bid week, which I didn't even know because I don't talk to white people in, in right, so these type of settings to know this. So they stuff. so they have rush week, girl. Yeah. And so the girls were like, instead of, you know, TikTok is a thing now. People don't vl- really vlog anymore on YouTube. They do, but like TikTok is cool because it's it's three minutes or it's 30 seconds versus a whole 15 minute video. So the girls were like posting their outfits of the day and stuff like that um, for each thing. They had philanthropy day, um, sisterhood day, um, and then pref. See, I'm, I, I know the things. Oh, um, and they, they basically, I think somebody was saying there are like 19 sororities on Alabama's campus. And so like you visit each house, you learn what they're about. Um, and you go through all of this during this, during this week, you go to, to like some water iced tea and you run across campus and do all this stuff. And then you submit your bid. And then at the end of the day, somebody selects you. Well, the girls, it was on everybody's, everybody's 
for you page it seemed like the algorithm was showing everybody bama rush tiktok it got to the point where it was like grown people like growner than me talking about bama rush tiktok and it was a whole thing and it was to the point where like people were even they were like i've i've gone in a rabbit hole of watching these videos and now <laughs> i sound like i'm from alabama because you you know like alabama accents are strong so people yes. are like hey y'all <laughs> like stores that I didn't even know existed the pants store um Martins um the girls were doing their outfits a day and they were like I got these Gianna Bianna from Dillard's I was like oh wow okay. and, and everybody seemed to be sponsored by Kendra Scott like everybody had I'm on dead. jewelry from Kendra Scott Kendra, wherever you are, Kendra Scott, <laughs> you made your money because uh -uh. all the girls had on Kendra, Kendra Scott. And I actually have gone to Kendra Scott's flagship store. I have a photo of myself um, okay. in front of it, throwing up a heart because um, it's in Austin. Um, oh, wow. It's based in mm -hmm. Austin. I will shoot. Oh, so I'm, she's popular. Like Lily yeah. Pulitzer popular. Yeah. She's like, she's one of the girls, Cute. like Tori Burch popular. So oh, okay. um, I didn't know that until I watched this. I said, oh, Kendra Scott has a choke on the, <laughs> the, the sorority on Southern the girls in the SEC, girl. honey. Well, anyway, there were standouts of Rush Week. Michaela being one of them. Michaela is biracial. She's biracial. Okay, Michaela. Um, she, <laughs> submit, she submitted her bid, and then she got a call saying that she got dropped from every sorority on campus. That is 19 sororities. Um, and it's because of a video that was sur that surfaced of her being drunk in a bar um on camera it, it wasn't bad I've seen worse um and I've also been to some I think Alpha Fee I've been to one of y'all's parties y'all get drunk I'm sure um, do. so I'm confused as to why that kind of behavior would get her dropped but also you know I I am an MPAC it's a whole different ball game I don't know I don't understand what y'all do over there um, so the girls at the end of the week, um, the girls that did get selected, they attended bid day. Um, they ran to their sisters and then they eventually ran to the house. And I guess now the intake process starts or whatever it is the heck they be doing. But Bam Rush TikTok, y'all okay. got it. That's too much. That's too much going on. That's that look real intricate. Real That's intricate. Wild real intricate but i will say there's one sorority um black sorority that actually has a house on alabama's campus i think it's the only sorority that has a house um on a on a white campus or on a campus period in the united states so shout out to the k's from bama um they shout posted out. they posted some videos of them just like on the steps of their house looking at them white girls screaming and running up and down the street you know i was like <laughs> Shout out to black women. Because <laughs> that jokes. was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Bama Rush TikTok. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy for making that go viral. Y'all crazy for the spoof videos. And it was so bad that like the spoof videos look so much like the real ones that I could not tell if people were tr were trolling or not. Like it was, yeah, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a little white mess is good. It is. You know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Speaking of okay. mess, let's talk about mm. our lives. No, I'm playing. I'm dead. <laughs> no, no. You know, we're doing the best we can. That's all you can really ask for. Giving you, feel you me? the best that I got. Period. Um. <sighs> yeah. You can go well, first. What's going oh, on okay. with you? Uh, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. And that's cool or whatever. I um I'm enjoying it. I'm settling in. That's all I can really ask for. It hasn't been that long, but I already have ideas and it's been um it's going to get hectic. But I'm excited. And that's not something. You know, like having like and my job is 100% remote and so having a fully remote job uh it seems like it can get really boring to me at least because that means that I have to like continue to find the will to get up from my bed and walk over to my desk every day. But yep. with this job, I'm like actually excited to dive in to the work. It's definitely keeping me busy if nothing else. And that's all I can really ask for at this point in life. I do. I did say that I needed to calm my ass down. So this will provide some form of that. Here's That's exciting. Yeah. What I do need now is to find a city that I'm comfortable and excited to be in as well. So I keep trying to tell her to move to Chicago, but she said no. Why would I do that? Because it'd it be men in Chicago. Have you experienced the winters in Chicago? I mean, at the at the end of the day, it ain't it global warming. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to conserve whatever. So what you gonna do? Go to get. Texas? I might. And Dallas or Houston? I don't know where I'm gonna be, girl. I don't know because Mister. You should Greg just move Abbott, to Raleigh. It's a no. To, it's a no go for that. Well, I yeah, might you said die out there, but I'm not moving there. You said, so when you said you was thinking about moving, you said anywhere but the South, the Southeast, the Southwest, you said maybe the Southwest, <laughs> you said no to the Midwest, you said no to the Northeast, and you said no to the Northwest. Like, you you getting limited Correct. unless you decide that you want to move to fucking Maine. Maybe I want to move to Vermont. Make jam? Maybe I want to move to Puerto Rico. If I That's could do anything, US. I would move to like the the Virgin Islands or Hawaii. Well, the thing is that I can't move outside the continental U.S. So, unfortunately, I'm stuck here for now until I get my weight well, up. I'm not fully Soon remote come. no more. I got a Damn. new job. Okay, um, Liddy. I'm not fully remote, but I'm hybrid remote. So I don't have to go in the office often. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. You know what? I'm excited because I just like I know I'm in Atlanta, so I'm not really tripping about having to go in the office at some point because I recognize that me working from home all day, every day, it it was start. It's starting to get a little old. (laughs) <laughs> like right so i think i'm actually excited at the fact that i get to go in and have human interaction from time to time so that works for me um 
outside of that um it's it'll be like a context shift as well I'm moving more into like hybrid technical um, program management product management and a little bit of partnership so um I'm excited because it's helping me with my transition into product which is something that I am passionate about and I am looking to be a fully dedicated product manager um, soon. Yeah. And yes, yes, yes. Building great products and building things. Um, So I think this is good. This is good for me. And I think I'm excited. I'm also excited at my new hairstyle. Yes. Um, It has me thinking like, shoot, maybe I might lock my hair. (laughs) I'm here, like for real though. I've been it's thinking a gateway. about it. It's a gateway. It's a gateway. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Like I said at the very beginning of the episode, like I'm happy as I've been in a while. Like everything is working together for my good. Like I'm healthy. I'm happy. Like I'm I'm able to do all all the things. I'm starting a new job with a with a pay increase. That's always good. Like. And there's really nothing, nothing going on that's bad. Things are good. Um, and I also recognize that when I daydream, like there's no scenario that I dream about when my mind wanders where I lose. Mm, period. So that's beautiful to hear. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah, shout out to black women. Bitch, we doing a good job. We doing a good job. Bitch, we doing a good job. Speaking of good job. Good job. Let's talk about bad jobs. Let's talk about Bitch, you doing a bad job. Let's let's talk about our wind down. So I was inspired by this um because I saw a TikTok. It always starts there. Of a woman who returned home from a work trip to her house completely wiped out. Nothing there. And we're going to also, like, on our Instagram, we're going to, like, link the video somehow. But it was a thing, y'all. And I I kind of also want y'all's thoughts, like, how y'all would react, too. Because it's just, like, she came home and everything was gone, like, except her jewelry. I guess she had a jewelry room because she had a jewelry business um, that was still there. And he took everything, even a washer and dryer at the apartment. He took Mm-mm. everything and then left her wedding dress. Child, in what? The closet. He took all her clothes. Capital murder. He took everything. He took her clothes. Like he took everything and then left the wedding dress in the closet. Nope. 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 Homicide is giving homicide. So. She said she was completely blindsided. Like she she just walked in and it's it's almost like that um Will Smith clip from Fresh Prince where the house empty. Like imagine you just walk in from vacation from a business trip and your house empty. Empty, like, honey. Ain't nothing there. So, and I think she said they had been married like 20 plus, 19 years, more than 17 years. I mean, they got married kind of young, uh, straight out of high school. So they're still fairly young, but 
like, yeah, they, they have been together for a while. So what inspired me to talk about this for the wind down, I wanted to talk about how to end a relationship because y'all are wild. Um, you should probably just like talk to your partner and tell them that you're not happy and you would like to end a relationship, especially in marriages, because I think removing marital property like he did is actually illegal. Yeah, for real. Like in some states you have, if you're splitting with your spouse, you have to split everything in half. Yeah, and like especially depending if it's like on... a community property state, like mm-hmm. I think California and Washington. Yes, ma'am. So I don't know what he was thinking. He really wanted to make it hurt, but it's gonna hurt him more. Yeah, he was. It. I don't know. It was very much given woman scorned. For real though, like what the hell? Like you took the washing That's machine. Ridiculous. And what kind of? Hmm. What the kind petty. of person takes the washing machine in the dryer? I pray. I pray and you know, like women have cycles. Like mm, I think that's though. a that's one thing I just can't deal with in relationships. If you show me that you're petty like that, I can't. I don't have Mm-mm. time. That's low vibrational. I want to have the type of breakup if we if we get to that point where it's like, hey, this is not working. Hella amicable. Like. I still want the best for you. Like you want, you want the best for me. Like, let's talk about just like we came together and we built, let's talk about the undoing and let's come up with a plan. Like, don't nobody want to do all of that. No. Know how much energy that take. And then like, it's very much given diary of a mad black man. That he did all of that. Like, it's yeah. it, like he left everything. Like he took everything, but left her wedding ring in the—I mean, left her wedding dress in the closet. Like you—you can't tell me that's not a Tyler Perry plot. For what? What are you trying to prove? For real though, what are you? The dress was from David's bridal anyway. Yeah, she he wild as hell. But I but you do bring up a good a good topic about how to end relationships because yeah. I think that especially with <laughs> social media, a lot of it has been skewed. You know, a lot of people share their opinions now on the yeah. internet, and a lot of it is um, uninformed. Yes, and uh, not verified by a professional, aka psychologist, aka y'all need therapy. Yes, um, and hurt people, hurt people, and I just. I wanted to point out a few examples of like ways you can in a relationship that seems a little bit more amicable, a little bit more adult, and it's giving healthy, you know, protecting everybody's feelings to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And it's so, also not low vibrational. It's not. It's like actually thoughtful and empathetic because you're dealing with people. So you should be both of those things. Especially if you're in a relationship. Okay, let's do some role play. Go ahead and give the examples. So the first example is, I don't like you anymore. I'm just not feeling it. I feel like this just isn't working out anymore. And I just wanted to let you know. 
before we get in too deep. And to me, that's like just an example of being truthful and upfront. That can sound like a lot of different things. It can sound like I just don't see us progressing in this relationship. And I think that a lot of people avoid this because people, a lot of people are non-confrontational. But Mm -hmm. really, at the end of the day, it saves you a whole lot of strife and like stress and really like creating scenarios in your head about what the other person is thinking and that's really important because you don't I think most people you know they they just kind of it's kind of like the rip off the band-aid effect in my opinion I think it's really important to make sure that you're being upfront with a person about how you feel sometimes I struggle with that to be honest because it's like damn like I gotta tell them how I feel and it's probably not something they want to hear type thing the end of a relationship is weird all around. And, you know, rejection is a thing. We've all felt it. And we don't want to, a lot of times you don't want to be on the end of of the scenario where you have to deliver the rejection. So. Right. It's not a good feeling, but, you know, a worse feeling is like, again, having to wonder what this person is thinking and why they acting all weird and standoffish mm-hmm. and shit because they ain't yeah. communicated say it with your chest you know and you don't have and you notice that example like toby wasn't rude she didn't talk about how the person looked she didn't come up with excuses like oh this isn't working because you ugly this does this <laughs> isn't you know this isn't working because you pronounce salmon with an l like <laughs> You notice she just said, I don't like you anymore. And honestly, like your preferences at the end of the day, if you're like not going to be with somebody, honestly, your preferences probably don't matter to them as much. Like exactly because nobody theoretically speaking, you shouldn't want to change yourself for another person like you're inherent who you are at your core. Yeah, that shouldn't, you know, be something that you change because another person said that they like something different and so I feel like if somebody is sharing with you that they don't see it for y'all you just gotta kind of like take that and like walk away to an extent I feel like you know there's always going to be some caveats outliers whatever but at a basic level that's it okay so then there's example two Example two, I need some space. I need some time to think about what I'm trying to do with you. I need some time to focus and devote to myself. Um, I've realized that I can't put 100% into this like I need to, to be the person for you. That last one is a little iffy, I feel like. Sometimes it can come off as like, you trying to decide what the other person needs but all in all this is like to me this example is like okay I'm taking time choosing to take time to be apart from you and away from you so that I can either work on myself to be better for you hopefully you're working on yourself to just be better in general but like you have recognized within yourself and made the adult decision that you cannot be present I guess I'll say in this relationship and I think that that's fair 
to be honest. And sometimes it's really it, hard it to hear. A, yeah, it could be a scenario where you just don't have the emotional bandwidth for a relationship. And yeah. that's okay too, you know. Yeah. I think that I think that's pretty much there's no really any there's not really any extra commentary for that one like it it is what it is. And when someone tells you that they need it space, is what it is. You don't crowd them even more. Give them the space. Respect that boundary. Right. So then yeah, for our sure. next one, example three. So I actually don't know you any explanation, um, and I'm actually just going to stop talking to you. And I don't have anything else past that because this one is like if you are in a toxic situation and this person is like a detriment to your overall livelihood, in my opinion – you can walk away without giving an explanation or really even needing to engage with that person. Yeah, This is mostly for like, you know, really, not really, but even like abusive situations or situations where like your mental, physical, emotional well-being is in jeopardy. Um, I don't think that people who allow themselves to put others in that space really deserve an explanation because at the end of the day you should be able to recognize when you are physically emotionally or mentally um, damaging somebody yeah and I just feel like it's kind of like you you don't get you get you don't get to have an explanation like just and for the other person who is at the subject of that at the brunt of that is better to just walk away do what you got to do to like walk away from that situation and make sure that you're good ultimately like priority number yeah. one I agree with that and know the difference because some of y'all just use toxic as a buzzword nowadays and some For behaviors real. are not toxic some behaviors are just behaviors and y'all need to have conversations about it like adults yes um so exercise this one with caution um, I noticed sure. that in how we end relationships, it tends to be example three. Yes, ghosting across the board. But in most situations, y'all could easily have a conversation about next steps. Have a conversation about where where you're at, where your head is at, what you need, um, and come up with a plan for how you want to undo the relationship. But a lot of people are just afraid to have those conversations. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for example, three, I totally get the scenarios where you would need to do that. I think we over index in that area because I people agree. just don't want to have conversations, mm-hmm. um, that are uncomfortable. Yes. You get comfortable by practicing having conversations that are uncomfortable. So yes. I challenge anyone who just wants the ghost um, to have a conversation, especially if it's a relationship that you've been in for 19, 20 years. Your significant other shouldn't just come home one day and their whole life be ripped apart um, and they can't find anything. And you only you take everything of theirs and only leave them like their wedding dress like 
that's a very dramatic scenario, but I'm sure it's happened um, in other ways where people go to check sure. their accounts and their money is gone and stuff like that. Gone. Like, Ooh, don't child. don't disrupt somebody's life like that. Don't disrupt somebody's peace like that. That's that's wrong. It's never. I feel like it's never worth it. Honestly. It's never worth it, and you don't win. Like, okay, yes, you may have done this petty thing, but at the end of the day, karma is real. For real, though. You know, and you don't want that. So, okay, that pretty much wraps up the wind down. We just wanted to kind of nudge y'all in the direction of, like, ending your relationships in a way that's healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. Because being cognizant of the other person's, you know, where they stand. (laughs) Exactly. Being empathetic is everything, y'all. And, yeah, and, and that's on being emotionally healthy, like, Period. And I think given a lot of y'all are breaking up right now, uh, just wanted okay, to give post, y'all the, give y'all a framework for how to do things because, you know, the breakups is real. Um, I've seen them. So, yeah. On to our poor play. It's real quick, but I, we wanted to kind of talk about favorite forms of intimacy. And I'll let Tobes go first. Yeah. So I have just a few. I mean, I think there's a lot more I could speak on, but these are my favorite at the moment. So I'm definitely a physical touch and quality time person. So Mm -hmm. I would say my top is cuddling because, like, I just like being close to somebody. (laughs) I'm a simp. It's fine. Even her friends. Yes. I will cuddle with my friends and I'll lick them and bite them. We love you though. We love you for it. But every time I just be like, what what is happening? Yes, I get into my little sister mode sometimes. Um, another one is cooking with people. I really yeah. love doing that. Um, because that I mean cooking soothes me in general. So when I get to do it with other people, but like not people who just be like standing there like I don't know what to do. I like helpful people. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. be my little sous chef. I could be your little sous chef type thing, but like I don't know. So you can't do that with everybody. <laughs> It'll frustrate you. You know. And the other one is singing and y'all should know that cuz we be singing on this podcast all the time. <laughs> All the time. And I think it's hilarious because when I think look at this list, mine is similar. And I think that's why we got so close because a lot of these things we, we used to do um, when we lived in the same city. But um, definitely cooking. I do like cooking with people, um, primarily like my girls. I, I don't think I've ever cooked for a man. I don't think I've ever cooked for a, a male. No, oh, I haven't. And singing, I do like that. I love playing music. I love just like singing with people and vibing out. That's my thing. Um, We're singing. Uh, <laughs> like wine. Elf. I love wine. Like um, Michelle actually came over last week for a wine down Wednesday. I, saw. I was like, "Hey, you want to come over?" Like, uh, and I had some. I had some champagne. Um, black girl. Black girl magic champagne and I popped yes. it and it was it was amazing. Though that's my quality lives. like that's the things that I love to do with friends. Like come over, let's drink, let's talk. 
Um, and it was, it was so, so magical. So, um, that's kind of my, my form of intimacy. I'm not really a physical touch girl, but lately, Ooh, lately Lately. I've been wanting to cuddle lately. I've been, you know, like lately, I don't know if I'm becoming a simp. I don't know what it is, but lately I've just kind of been in a space where I'm just like, I just need a hug. Like I just needed one of those long hugs where I can just like excel, like where I can just like, <laughs> and then the person smells good. Like I, you know, you know, it could be anybody. It could be one that. of my friends. Like it could be, that. it could be a nice tall man. Like either one. Okay. I just the person smells good. So it's one of those great hugs, and then like you can just breathe, and it is that I kind of need that. So I think maybe I'm kind of leaning into the physical touch cuddling. Um, arena as far as intimacy um, which is a new thing but like we always say like we give space for growth and change and I guess that's like the new thing because before I used to be like don't touch me Mm -hmm. touch me not (laughs) now I'm like okay okay yeah you can touch me just a little bit but just a little not too much don't do too much (laughs) yeah because you do too much I'm gonna have to kick you out (laughs) so um yeah, I think that's kind of like what where I'm at. I need that. I need that in my life. I need a hug. So um, if I you. know you, just give me a hug. Thanks. <laughs> I can't wait to give you a hug next time I see you. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, that was fun. That was that was that was good. Mm-hmm. I trying to explore other forms of intimacy that I hadn't really thought of before. So we'll see. Ever okay. evolving. I think I can commit to doing that too. Because I yes. think sometimes I stay pretty central with what I mentioned. But I think I should step outside, you know. And the one thing I want to say before we wrap up this segment, intimacy is not sex. Yeah. And you can show intimacy yeah. in it can be best romantic. Not relationships always yeah um, yes it can be but it's not the whole thing mm-hmm. it's not it's the, the icing thing. not the cake or truly think yeah i think that's how the phrase goes but yeah um mm-hmm. so yeah so that's our poor play yep so we're at the end of our episode and I'm going to go ahead and say my sustainability shouty moment. Um, so we talked about it a little bit during today's episode, but I just wanted to reiterate that you should be giving to mutual aid funds. They are a great way to reinvest and invest in your community. Um, and they are going straight to people who actually need those funds and I think that's a great thing of course like do your research and like we said we will put some in the bio description for today um for Haiti I'm gonna do some research on that but they're just a really great way to be able to um not have to give through like a lot of corporate or incentivized funds that might not necessarily fully be utilized in the best way. And also to conserve but not bypass water, like we talked about. We mm-hmm. can we can do both. We can be clean and shower and also 
not have to give up our uh hygiene cleanliness yes hygiene mm-hmm. cleanliness is next to godliness period like the old folk would say because y'all okay mm-hmm. y'all, y'all need to bathe that should be the affirmation and of this do. week and do affirmation <laughs> of this week i bathe i bathe i will bathe. i will bathe <laughs> No, um, so this week's affirmation actually stole it from Michelle's story. Okay. I was inspired. Um, she came up with it this morning and I was like, "Mm, we're recording later. I'm gonna use that because I really have been in a space where I've been more so considering the fact that I do have like perfectionism syndrome like everything has to be perfect everything has to be uh, be a hundred percent before I ship it out and um I'm doing this thing where I'm challenging myself to learn out loud and so I'm going to be a lot more active on my LinkedIn about me learning product management out loud and how I'm doing it and what my roadmap is to be a fully dedicated PM um and I'm going to be working on some content related to career on my LinkedIn and I've been nervous about that just because like everything we always see the end result of how people are like thriving but we never see the work that they do behind it in order to get there and this is the time Mm -hmm. where I decided that I actually wanted to like show what I'm doing in order to get there I'm calling it learning out loud Um, and so just a nudge to those who are perfectionists like me and always want things to be perfect choose progress over perfection every single time um Mm -hmm. and that's something that I'm having to like really dedicate myself and reframe my brain so um when I saw her affirmation that she put on her story it was just like I know this is the universe sending me a sign because um I was feeling a little anxious about putting myself out there um, and beginning like doing some of the content planning that I've been doing. Um, and all that comes from like being a career influencer. If if you want to say that, that's not really what I'm trying <laughs> to do, but I'm just, you know, trying to be more transparent about the process in turn in with hopes of meeting other people who are doing it in order to kind of build my build a cohort um and community um as I do it but I say all that to say your messages sometimes can come from your friends so shout out to Michelle um the affirmation this week is I release all personal expectations of perfection and I welcome progress that is a word and so I just, I just want to say that to my peeps listening to this. Choose progress over perfection every time. Always. It's about the journey, okay? Exactly. Period. That's a word. It's about the journey. Sounds like mm-hmm. a, a nice motivational track. You should work on that with your brother. Listen, whatchamacallit needs to hire me? What's the uh, name of the... Oh, the Calm app. I yeah. want to be a voiceover artist for the Calm app. That'd be awesome. Like you can be like, breathe. Wait, there's an app that actually does that. Like it's like people talking to you and it's supposed to help you sleep. I was using it for a while, but then I got scared because I was like, yo, what if they hypnotize me? Um, I'll send it to you because they might be hiring and you got the voice for it. 
people say that this podcast, you put them to sleep, not because we born, but because we got relaxing voices. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're right. Maybe we should do like a joint one. Yeah, we, we should, should do, do a guided episode, meditation. Just like, mm-hmm. Okay, let's Use do it. Okay, this episode. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we said a lot. We're supposed to wrap this up. Um, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for bearing with us. We back to being more consistent. So mm-hmm. cheers to that. Um, and yeah, like it's crazy out here. Be it good is. to yourselves. Be good to each other. We love y'all. Thank you for listening as always. Bye. Bye. Bye.